I am so glad you are here for season five, episode 10. We are actually bringing back a repeat guest. Amber Benj was on a few episodes ago, and she's back to talk about another difficult topic. But as usual, Amber always brings encouragement and uh, great tips and insight, even to the difficult topics. Today, we're talking about chronic health issues. And for Amber specifically, she battled Lyme's disease, Um, but she has a great story. It has some really low points, but it ends on a very positive high note. So stick with us. You're going to love it. But we're also just talking about the overall idea of what can we do? What simple steps can we take towards a healthier life, even when we're battling chronic illness? So I think you're really going to be encouraged And let me just tell you who Amber is in case you missed. She was on episode seven as well. Um, Amber Benj is a gardener, a writer, a homeschool mom, a pastor's wife. She's on YouTube and Instagram. If you go look for Grace Walk Farm, you will find Amber. And um, let's just dive right in. Amber, I was so excited that you were able to come back on. I know that the last time you were on, I believe it was episode seven, Um, you shared some really helpful, insightful thoughts with us and great tips in dealing with eating disorders and recognizing them and overcoming them. And um, I knew that there was another topic I would love to talk to you about. So I'm so glad you had time to do another another recording with us because um, this season is all about simple steps to improving our health. And One issue that's really near and dear to my heart with health-related issues is chronic illness because I have a daughter who has been battling a chronic illness for years and it's not something that's ever going to be cured. And I know that a big part, even if you can't cure the illness you're facing, you can change your attitude. You can change your outlook. You are in control of that, and it makes a huge difference. And Jordan, my daughter, has taught me this so clearly, Um, and I knew that this was the case for you, too, that you have such a positive outlook on life, and I know that you've battled some really serious health issues, and Mm -hmm. I I knew our listeners would love to hear your insights. So thank you for coming on and talking about yet another difficult time. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me back. I'm always oh. happy to share. Well, good, because I know you are an encouragement to many. Um, so today it's almost half of a population in our nation that is battling a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And that's just a bizarre thought to me that of us here in the U.S. are struggling with something that we might not ever be able to cure, and it's a battle we fight every day. Um, But I would love to hear your particular story, and I know that that's going to encourage us. So how long have you personally been struggling with chronic illness? Really, for most of my life. Um, It goes back to when I was around five years old, um, and I had a tick bite. And from that, I ended up developing Lyme disease. Wow. So five years old. I actually had no idea that this battle started for you way back then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a little bitty thing. We had gone on a family vacation and um, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I can remember my grandmother and my aunt and my mom kind of crowded around me, putting cool cloths on my head, Mm -hmm. or had a fever and 
Um, at that time, Lyme disease was really not well known. Back in the 80s, uh, tick-borne diseases just weren't on the radar of even our doctors. And it was really thought it was mostly something that happened up in the New England area. I'm in North Carolina. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, it wasn't something they looked for. And yeah. um, they kind of, they called the doctor and he said, it's probably a spider bite. You know, if she doesn't get better, bring her in, we'll give her an antibiotic. But I did get better. The, the fever went away and I started feeling okay again. And so we just kind of moved on from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't find out until over 30 years later that that was sort of the ticking wow. time that started. Wow. That's crazy. So how did you have a lot of health issues that you didn't know what was going on? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was never, it was so difficult because it would change over time. And that's one of the hallmarks of Lyme. It's known as um, kind of a, an imitator because it can imitate so many other diseases um, in the way it presents. So it's hard to get a diagnosis, really. Sure. And the testing for it's inaccurate. In totally. I know. I've seen friends <laughs> battle that for sure. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but, um, so the way it looked for me through childhood was I was sick a lot. Um, if somebody had strep throat or a stomach bug or a cold, I always caught it. Mm. So I would every year end up missing a good bit of school for illnesses. Um, well, and- you know, remembering the last time that you were on the show, <laughs> um, that diet of Cheerios and oranges that you went on for a while, I'm sure did not help you fight yes. off any disease. <laughs> my nutrition was definitely fueling the fire. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and by the way, if anybody's listening to this that did not catch Amber's first recording with us back on episode seven, you got to go check that out to find out what we're talking about because it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> yes, things not to do. Yes. <laughs> oh, so you were, you were having all these different issues. How did you ever come to a point of a diagnosis? Um, it wasn't until many years later, um, and I ended up developing arthritis in my hands kind of in my late 20s. Um, and then from there, I started to have all sorts of autoimmune symptoms. Um, I started to get shingles frequently, which wow. normally people get shingles once, if ever, and I've had it six times. Oh, man. Um, and I started to have, you know, lots, all of the, my blood work would show markers for an autoimmune disease, but it was so in specific, they couldn't quite figure out which autoimmune disease. And um, so I started the doctor shuffle, as I like to call mm. it. Where the family doctor would pass me to this specialist. And then if that didn't help, we would try this specialist. And um, so, I mean, I had my gallbladder out. I had a full hysterectomy at age 24. Oh my goodness. I had um, tonsils and adenoids removed and really like any part that they deem non-essential. They tried to take it out to see if it would help me. Oh and my goodness. It did. I just continued to get worse instead of better. Wow. wow. And then um, finally, I kind of hit a point with it where it was crippling me. Um, the joint pain had become such an issue that I was starting to be like where I couldn't function in life. Um, one of my ankles was really affected by it and it would swell to like three to four times its normal size and um, be so intensely painful. And so I got to where I almost couldn't drive. Um, if, if it was a very short distance, I could, but 
I mean, I would have somebody drive me if I had a doctor's appointment. Wow. 10 minutes so what away. did you think was causing that? You thought it was arthritis? Yeah, that was, that was really what I thought it had to have been. I had, I was given a laundry list of diagnosis during wow. a few years of time. And, but wait, but, do you think that all of those things you listed, like even the hysterectomy, all of that was attributed to Lyme's? Yeah, I definitely do. So Lyme really? is tricky because it can attack all the different systems of the body in different ways. And um, the bacteria for it is actually shaped like a corkscrew. Wow. And so it can burrow itself deep down in the cell wow. and actually kind of cloak itself and hide itself. So even if you go get tested for Lyme, it that's why they don't work. It. Wow. Yeah. It's the trickiest thing. And mm. so finally, I kind of hit the end of my rope with it. Um, I had been on antibiotics 11 or 12 times in that year. I was losing my ability to drive. Walking was becoming difficult. Um, I had this beautiful oh. garden I wanted to be out spending time in, but mm. it hurt to walk out my front door. I mean, wow. it just, it became, it was to the point where I was so discouraged. I really felt like I'm never going to get better. You know, like this is what will eventually take me out. Wow. Um, now, I know so you mentioned when we talked last time that you had done a lot of, or you were into herbalism and you had really been treating a lot of things naturally. Is this when that all started for you? It is. Yeah. So I went to a bioenergetics practitioner here locally. Um, What's and that bio, was what is that? Bio bioenergetics. What does that mean? So it's really an interesting concept. And personally, I think this is the future of medicine. I think eventually this is what a lot of medicine will go to. Wow. The idea behind it is everything in nature has a frequency. So mm. viruses have frequencies, bacteria have frequencies. And so like that they pick up like on radar or something. Yeah. So wow. they have developed a scan um, where they can go in and search or let's say the most, they'll, they'll take 20 bacteria frequencies or 20 vir viruses and they search you to see if you have that frequency anywhere in your body. The only way you can have that frequency is if you have had that virus or bacteria Wow. And so when it shows something, that's the red flag. And it says, okay, this is, this is something you've been exposed to. And it's mm. sort of like fishing out the root cause. Um, instead of looking at your symptoms, it really doesn't base it off that at all. It, it's all about what frequencies it finds. Hmm. So I was incredibly skeptical, um, very unsure, but at that point I was willing to try anything. Um, yeah. Wow. And so I went for a scan and right away he said, have you ever been bitten by a tick? Hmm. And I, at first I thought, no, I mean, I've had ticks on me. We, we have tons of ticks here where I live. Matter of fact, the computer I'm looking at yesterday, I pulled a tick off the computer <gasps> oh, no. everywhere here. Now, does that terrify you now after it what does. you've been through? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big anxiety trigger for me when I see ticks. Um, it freaks me out. Is it true though, that the bigger ones that we see aren't really the ones that are carrying the Lyme disease? It really depends. I don't think you can really tell completely by size. Um, there are certain kinds of ticks that carry Lyme versus others that don't. Mm -hmm. But in general, my advice is always, if you have a tick that has bitten you and it is embedded, you need to get it tested. Yeah. There are companies, it's usually around 40 or $50, but you can mail that tick in and they will test it 
and tell you if it if it's carrying anything that's transmissible. Okay. Now, can you, this might sound stupid, but can you, do you have to send it right away? Like, is there a window of time? Do you know? I'm not totally sure about that. Okay. Um, what I was, I know I've always thought about it. We've had tick bites and I've considered it, but I've just never like done the research or, you know, is that something I can like even put in the show notes? Is that something easy for me to find for people? Yeah, absolutely. There's several companies that do it. Um, okay. If you go to LymeDisease.org, that okay. is such a helpful hub of information. And there's, there's stuff on there about how to get tested. Okay. Um, and, and that'll kind of put Perfect. you on the right path. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. But the bioenergetics was something completely different, but it revealed the Lyme disease. And at that point, I kind of had a choice. Um, they said, you know, the, the traditional treatment for Lyme disease is antibiotics and you do high doses <laughs> and long Meanwhile, period. Amber's done lots of antibiotics. <laughs> yes. So I had already taken the exact antibiotic that would be wow. prescribed. And um, I knew that wasn't going to gonna work. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's try the natural approach and let's just, especially see. since your gut health is completely obliterated now, let's, yes. let's do something good for my gut. <laughs> yes. Like I was so ready for, instead of more peels, I wanted something that was lifestyle. Like, yes. because when you have chronic illness, it doesn't matter what it is. You feel very out of control all the time. Yes. It feels like this is happening to me. And so it sort of in a weird way gave me control back. Because no longer was I a victim of this. I felt like it was, this is, this is a journey that I'm on. And I got hope. Like I started reading stories of all of these people that got better. And I thought, wow, like now I know what I'm facing, what's wrong with me. There was such relief in that. Now I, I had a name for it. Yes. Um, I like that. And I mean, it, it fits in with the philosophy that that we have in general, just the, the name of the podcast, simple doesn't mean easy. And yeah. this is going to be work, but look at the good side. Yeah. You're, you're in control of that work. You now have something to work towards and it's not going to be easy, but it's better than where you were last month, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's a long-term thing. You know, the thing with chronic illness is when you're sick with something for years and years and years, no matter what it is, there's a cumulative effect to your body. So even if you defeat, for lack of a better word, whatever it is that's causing the sickness, if you fish out the root cause and you treat that, you still have to deal with the fallout of the war your body has been through. And that's, yes. that's not quick. It's kind of like you hear people say um, about losing pregnancy weight. They say it took nine months to gain it. It's going to take at least that long to lose it. Definitely. Yeah. Sort of the same concept. It was know, a decade for me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a process. And so it, you have to give yourself grace and take it one day at a time. And what can I choose today that is going to take me closer to my goal of good health versus what could I choose today that would make me feel worse tomorrow yeah. and learning those things. Um, but yeah, so we did herbs. Um, I worked with a naturopath and I did an herbalism approach, took a lot of herbs and tinctures and supplements. And um, I also incorporated some homeopathy. Mm -hmm. um, Can you explain the difference to us between herbalism and homeopathy? Yeah, absolutely. So herbalism is exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's the use of herbs, plants. 
Um, plants are medicine. And the deeper I learn, the deeper I go into this, the more I am amazed. Absolutely. Really, there is a plant for everything. Yes. <laughs> most of them are the things we call weeds that we're yanking out yes. of our garden all the time. I know. It's so <laughs> true. And the way that, I mean, of course, God designed it this way yeah. that the things we need are where we need them even like if you look at like jewelweed it grows in swampy areas yeah. right where the poison ivy grows and if you have the poison ivy rubbing against you you can grab the jewelweed leaf and rub it on and your itch is better and god designed it that way and of That's course amazing. of course the illnesses that we're going to face, a lot of them he designed could be aided by what he put in nature. That's just, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. It's like, yeah. I'm going to pause this episode for just a quick second to remind you that you can get an amazing deal on truly the best soil test kit I have ever even heard of. If you grow any of your own food, you have to test the soil, find out the nutrients that it lacks, or maybe the nutrients that it has way too much of. That's the problem that I faced a year and a half ago. And not only does this soil test kit show you those things, it actually gives you the solutions and walks you through it in layman's terms. So go check out at redmondagriculture.com and use code solely rested on a few soil test kits that will get you totally on the right track with the food that you're growing. Again, it's redmondagriculture.com and the code is solely S-O-U-L-Y rested, or you can go to solelyrested.com slash soil. Everything about my personal experience with my garden soil woes and a link to this great kit and a reminder of what the code is, is all going to be found there at solelyrested.com slash soil. But don't wait another day because this will change your garden. It's fascinating. That's one of the kind of tenets of herbalism is the land that you live on will produce what your body needs. Mm. And it's interesting because when I started, I was mostly taking, you know, herbal blends given to me by my homeopath. Okay. Um, and I started learning about herbs that piqued my interest. Um, and I, I took a deep dive. I signed up for some herbalism classes. And um, what I learned was that there is a plant for everything. And really, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. Um, you can almost take your phone outside with that plant ID app mm -hmm. and start taking pictures of random plants around your house. And you've got the herbs you need to feel better. Mm. They're already there. We just have to unlock it up here in our brains to recognize them and know how to use them. Yes. And, yes. So, and then homeopathy is sort of another side of it. So it's more of a Chinese medicine. Um, and the way it works is it's based on the idea of like treats like. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if for treating Lyme, what I did was I took... Um, a tincture. I took it every three days for 11 months. Wow. And um, it had the bacteria that causes Lyme diluted by like a thousand times until mm -hmm. all that's left is the frequency of that bacteria. Huh. And you take it, you introduce it to your body. And because remember the, the Lyme bacteria is like the corkscrew and it hides. 
your body doesn't even recognize it as an invader. Yeah. So what the homeopathy does is it wakes it up and it says, Hey, this is a foreign invader because it's coming in a different form. It's a new, a new introduction of it. Okay. And it wakes your immune system up to do what it needs to do to start to fight back. So it starts finding the corkscrews. Yes. Wow. And it eliminates them one wow. by one. You know, with well, I that- like the way you described homeopathy. So it's basically a simple old fashioned version of our current vaccine system. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of like you, you get a flu shot, you get a tiny bit of the flu in your shot. So you don't get the whole nasty two-week flu. Right. Um, that's the premise behind it. And homeopathy is sort of a natural version of that. Okay. And I'm always going to go with the natural over the, yes. the modern, if you ask me. <laughs> yes. Well, I've tried both and I can tell you yeah. <laughs> the modern yeah. didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like we talked in episode seven about food, the modern yeah. food doesn't work for us either, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And fashion. Yeah, food was a big part of healing for me too. And just learning to take care of myself well as I dealt with all of it. Yeah. Um, making some changes. And it wasn't so much about eliminating things and saying you can't have this or you can't have that. It was more an approach of these are the foods that are going to best serve your body mm. as you're healing. These are the foods that are going to bring down your inflammation. Um, and so when I sort of adopted that view of it, the diet piece was not a big deal. It felt like instead of taking a handful of pills every day, I'm just eating foods that are going to support yeah. my body. Did you kind of make yourself eat some things that you really don't like? Yes. I'm still working on it. Um, ferments are hard for me. Oh, I grew up in a very processed food kind of family. Like I talked about on our previous episode. Yeah. And um, so Ferments are one of the things that my naturopath really wanted me to focus on to heal my gut from all okay. those years of antibiotics. Um, but I hate and your kombucha it. stage left. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. So I like the kombucha actually. That's uh-huh. probably the and and I sourdough. I yeah. like it, but gluten free sourdough is a very hard thing to master. Oh, I bet it is. So you I'm not close. Great at that. You no, not really. No. <laughs> But I'm still trying. Yeah. But, um, things like just something as simple as sauerkraut. Yeah. Like I was so scared of sauerkraut. It was something I had never had. And the taste of it was really awful to me at first. See, I hate sauerkraut. Do, do, you? do you like it now? Did you Not make really, it? but no. I made myself eat it. <laughs> I hate it. When people get all excited about all the fermented foods that I enjoy and I talk about all the time and they they assume I like sauerkraut and I'm like are you kidding me that stuff is foul <laughs> yeah it's weird I don't know it is. it is but when you're fermenting it yourself just a little plug for fermenting like you can taste it daily and mm-hmm. you don't have to let it go crazy fermented awful tasting you can start refrigerating it you know after it gets to the taste that you like which is how kombucha works too you can do the yeah. same thing it's very personalized and that's it good is. Yeah. Uh, when you first try it, you can start with very mild ferments. Definitely. So how are you? So how are you now today? I'm actually really good. Yeah. Um, so I did 11 months of the protocol that my naturopath filled out for me. And when I started, his prediction was it would take nine months to treat. 
Okay. Um, but my body fought back really hard. The mm. first couple of months, my symptoms got worse. Mm. Um, and it was really, they call it a Herxheimer effect. And it's really common when you treat Lyme, no matter how you treat it. But it it's a pulling out of kind of the toxins from your system. And so the joint pain got worse. Mm. Um, energy level got worse. I was getting sick. I got shingles again, like all these things started happening. That Um, must've been so discouraging because you're doing the right things now. How did you talk yourself through those really hard days? There were a lot of days I wanted to quit. And honestly, the family support I had for my husband and kids were a huge part of it. I wanted to feel better for them so that I could enjoy my life with them. Um, And so they were my cheerleaders And then I had an amazing naturopath and, Mm -hmm. you know, he reminded me when I was ready to quit, I would call him and just cry and, um, went in one day about six months into the process. And at that point I was about mad. (laughs) I was like, I've been doing this for six months. I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to feel better. I even tasted sauerkraut. (laughs) (laughs) What more do you want from me, man? But he said, you know, you have been sick with this for 35 years, basically. And he Mm -hmm. said, you're not going to be sick with something for 35 years and magically recover in six months. Your body just doesn't work that way. And um, he reminded me, like, give grace to yourself. Like, this isn't a race. There's no competition for when we finish. Um, And so I would go back and have a new bioenergetic scan every three months just to kind of see, is it still there? Okay. But wait, you said that it could read it if it had ever been there. So the scan can tell the difference that yes, you had it, but now there's less of it. So the idea is you want to get to the point where it's not shown on the scan anymore, where it is, there's no frequency of it in your body left. Okay. So even though you had limes, you could someday get to the point that there's no frequency of it. Okay. Yes. So they say, it depends who you talk to, but the the general theory is you don't ever get rid of Lyme disease, but you right. can go into That's remission from it. Okay. Um, so remission from a bioenergetic standpoint would be when you, you don't see it on the scan anymore. Okay. So, so at that point, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe that means it's just such a small, minuscule amount. It's just not showing up, maybe? I guess. Now, okay. my practitioner, he says once it's gone, it, it, it will not come back. Oh, wow. He's been doing this for years and he has never had somebody with Lyme where it reoccurred unless they got a new tick bite. Wow. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, everybody has very strong opinions both ways on it, but I hope he's right. Me too. Me too. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So through this all, okay. So then you got to the point that it really started, you started to see good positive results. Mm -hmm. Um, And how would you say you are now on that spectrum? Like, are you getting close to feeling limes free? Yes. So I'm officially in remission. Oh, Um, wonderful. Yeah. As of last December, I had a scan and I had nothing there. And um, I actually went two weeks ago and had a checkup scan um, and I had shingles again, which scared me to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went in and I do not have Lyme. It was not coming from that. Wonderful. Um, but that, that shingles thing just can activate, 
um, if your body is under some stress. And mm. what had happened, strangely, is I planted 85 tomato plants in one day. I spent a whole day and I didn't wear sunscreen, which is so silly, but I just didn't think about it. Um, it wasn't that hot outside and I got a really terrible blistering sunburn oh. and the area where I sunburned a week later, I got shingles. So it was the stress from the sunburn, we think. Wow. <laughs> Those tomato plants. Yes. <laughs> It'll be worth be, it in the end, right? There better be some good tomatoes after that. <laughs> now, you know, speaking of tomatoes and speaking of fermenting, my favorite thing to ferment is cherry tomatoes. So that might be something mm -hmm. you want to try this year. Yes. Good. I need to try that. I, I love, love tomatoes, them. So maybe I would like that. Yeah, I know. You and I both are tomato freaks. I know. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to pause this episode to tell you that I've already recorded next episode. And in the outtakes, when I was talking with our guest, we got to talking about kombucha and I realized, you know what, just because I can, I want to extend my sale on my kombucha course. It was supposed to end in the end of May, but like I said, talking with this guest and how on fire she was about how much she had loved my course and how... She loves making kombucha. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to extend it. So for one more month through the end of June, you can grab my masterclass. Go to Col <laughs> I was going to say go to Solely Rested and it came out Coley Rested because I was thinking kombucha. Go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha and seriously snag this at less than half off the regular price. Starting July 1st, I'm not going to change my mind again. <laughs> I'm not going to extend it anymore. Starting July 1st, it's going to go back to the regular price. So if you are somebody that's out there buying kombucha, trust me, you absolutely need to learn how to make it yourself because it is so much more delicious. I have never purchased a bottle of kombucha that I liked as much as I can make kombucha. It is so much better when you're in control of the flavor, when you're in control of the fermentation. And all you need to know is really some simple tips and tricks. And I have it all lined out for you in the 12 modules of my masterclass. And this stuff is like life-changing. First of all, it is the most fun I have in my kitchen. And that says a lot because there's a lot of things I get pretty excited about in the kitchen. But making flavors and bottling kombucha and then pouring out a glass of it every day, it makes me happy, you guys. If you're not making kombucha, seriously, check out this masterclass, solelyrested.com slash kombucha. I will hold your hand. Join me in my kitchen. We will make some bubbly fermented tea that you will quickly become addicted to. And that's okay because it is good for you. It is good for your gut health. It is loaded with beneficial bacteria and it's what your gut needs for maximum health. I mean, that's what this whole season is about. Simple steps towards improving your health. This simple step of drinking a glass of your homemade kombucha every day, it is going to improve your gut health and it's going to make you happier. It just is. That's the way it works. Kombucha, it's happy. So go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha before the end of the month, because then the sale is officially over, but grab it at less than half price. Solelyrested.com slash kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A go check it out. Uh, so I think you've already shared a lot, but I feel like I should just outright ask, you know, kind of a summary of what advice you would give somebody who's 
in the middle of battling the chronic disease. Maybe they just found out, or maybe they're in that stage you were for six months that you're doing the right things and it's just not getting better. Maybe it's even getting worse. Like what advice would you give them if you could sit down with them, hold their hand, look them in the eyes? I think I would say, number one, you've got to advocate for yourself. Oh, such a good point that we haven't even brought up. So you're thinking of that time period that you had the 18 different specialists who were sending you all different ways. Yeah. How do you and do even, it? Do even you- if you're treating it naturally, once you're in that process, hmm. if you hit a wall and this is too hard and you just, you you can't hmm. sustain it, like advocate for yourself. It's okay to say I've hit my limit. Like That's a good point. That's a good point. Cause when you say the word advocacy, I just immediately thought of the white coat in the hospital kind of doctors, but it's even true with your natural doctors that yeah. you still need to be your own advocate. Do you have any tips for that? Um, I think number one, when you go in to see a healthcare provider, no matter what kind, I always advise that, that you would write it down ahead of time, the things that you want to say, because yeah. You know, I get in there and I look at that doctor and I will freeze up and forget 80% of what I needed to talk to him yes. about. Yes. So go I'll, in prepared. I'll always pull my list out. No, wait, let me see. Was there something? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. And do your research. Yes. Like, just because your doctor says X, Y, Z is the truth and the way of treating something or yeah. Listen, they get it wrong. They do. And it's not because they're bad people. It's just because we're all people and our bodies are different. And what works to make one person better may not work the same way for someone else with a different body and a different autoimmune issue or, you know, whatever's going on. There is no one size fits all medicine, whether you're dealing with traditional medicine or um, alternative medicine, there really is not a one size fits all. It's very true. And I still remember when I was in the ICU for 18 days with my daughter, just thinking often that like reminding myself almost, it's not that they're on bad intention, these doctors, but they're going home, you know, it, it, the clock turns six and they're going home. And I need, I remember sitting there in the ICU with my daughter crying in pain and me picturing that doctor that I was just talking to an hour ago, he's sitting at home around the dinner table. And then he's probably going to watch some football and, <laughs> and yeah. that's fine. And that's okay. But my daughter's current pain is not as important to him as it is to me. And I have right. to, I have to keep on fighting, keep on researching, keep on find you know, working until I find that, um, um, clinical trial or the alternative medicine or whatever it is that this doctor might not even make the effort to think about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try new things too. Like I look back and I'm, if I, I was so skeptical going into that bioenergetic scan on the first day, um, I almost talked myself out of going because Mm -hmm. I was just convinced this is a bunch of like this is a bunch of new age hoodoo. Like, yes, I would have said the same thing. (laughs) Like I was really skeptical. Um, Mm -hmm. but if I hadn't been willing to try something different, I wouldn't have gotten better. And really the way things had been progressing, I would be talking to you from a wheelchair today. I was in bad shape. So, you know, don't be afraid to try something different. If what you're doing is not working, try something else. Like, you know, and, and when the days are bad and the pain is huge and you just don't think you can do it for one more day, stop thinking about tomorrow. Mm. Stop thinking about, I have to do this tomorrow. And 
focus on right now and, you know, utilize the tools that you have at your disposal. Um, but the biggest, the biggest thing that I could encourage is don't, don't treat your symptoms, really fish out the root cause. All the diagnoses I received, I mean, I'm just going to list a few, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, lupus, Cushing's disease, um, chronic shingles, and there was a whole laundry list. All of those were based on my symptoms. Yeah. But the Lyme disease was the root cause, and we never looked there. Um, so it's a different way of looking at your body and understanding you know, my, my, my hands hurt, my joints hurt, but that's not the issue. It seems like, like that's the issue because it hurts. Yes, yes. But the issue is what caused that inflammation that's making my hands hurt. And when we can figure that out, then we can make the hands stop hurting. Yes. And if you don't have a doctor that is willing to have that conversation, it's okay, but it's not okay for them to be your doctor anymore. Like you can keep looking, you, you need to find somebody who's going to help you find that base cause because you can keep treating the symptoms all day, every day. And yeah. you might, you might either not feel any better at all, or you might progressively be getting worse and not even realizing because you're masking the symptoms then. And it's just actually yeah. making things worse. Yes. Yeah. That's very true. That's a good point with the arthritis there for about a year, they had me on some heavy duty medicine for rheumatoid arthritis mm. and, um, it helped my joints felt better, but it, it didn't help at all, really, because yeah. a year later, it all kind of came back and worse um, because the, the side effects of the medicine was just yes. so horrific. I couldn't continue with it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, this is all such good stuff. And as always, you've encouraged me, Amber. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're willing to share your story because it has such a happy ending. And there's so much in there that I think people can really gather bits and pieces for their own situation and really walk away feeling encouraged. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me and letting me share my story. Oh, please. We'll have to have you back even. So <laughs> where can people find you? The easiest place to connect with me is I have a website, gracewalkfarm.org. And um, so you can find me there. And then we also have, have a YouTube channel. Yep. We have YouTube and an Instagram page and yep. we're kind of all over the internet. If you look for Great. Grace Walk Farm, you'll find us. Perfect. Grace Walk Farm. I'm going to say it in the Northern accent, you know, so in case anybody didn't catch it in the there Southern accent, <laughs> Grace Walk Farm. That's right. <laughs> Well, Amber, this has been great. Thanks so much for giving of your time and encouraging us today. Well, thank you again for having me. Isn't Amber great? She's so, she's just so sweet and encouraging. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you join me back next Monday morning for our next episode here in season five. Um, if you have thoughts you'd like to share with me, as always, reach out over on Instagram. If you have encouraging thoughts of your own about chronic illness, and I would love to share it with my followers there. So anyway, I'm going to end it here. <laughs> I'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts, guys. I know it's not easy, but we all know it's a good life.